Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network coming to you today for another spoiler-free review, I think. Yeah, we'll keep it spoiler-free as we get to the end. Apparently we just decide that now at the beginning of an episode. Uh, We get to the end of our Indiana Jones month by concluding it with our... The reason why we did it, because we hit a review, Indiana Jones and the... Lara Croft Tomb Raider. Oh, sorry, that's the wrong movie. Because they've got the same (laughs) plot. I mean, it's Dial of Destiny, Indiana Jones, not Lara Croft Tomb Raider. I just keep getting confused between the two movies. The latest blockbuster that some people like, some people don't. Some people don't even realise this is a thing because everybody I've said at work, I've gone to see the new Indiana Jones movie. Oh, they've made another one. It's the movie that is there. And we're going to find out what our opinions are today outside of... Me kind of maybe giving away some of it. My name is Ben and ba 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 bum ba 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 bum. You could have done the second bit. Do you want me to start that again? Ba 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 bum. I got a backup. I got a backup. Uh, my name is Colin and you're Australian, Ben. Stop trying to be funny. Oh, yeah. I I, I can't come up with a line because I'm not funny because I'm Australian. <laughs> you sold that. Um, tell me this isn't Lara Croft Tomb Raider. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. come on. Uh, I'm watching this movie going, please, Colin, please come to me and just think to me that this is the plot of the first Tomb Raider movie. And they even mentioned Pandora's box in this movie, which is the yeah. plot of the second to Like, come on. They've come full circle now. We talked about Crystal Skull doing the mummy. Now they're doing Tomb Raider. Anyway, uh, got that out of the way. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't, like, uh, this is a movie. Um, I didn't hate it. But, like, a few people have asked me what I thought about it. And I'm just like, look, it's fine. Um, it's got some problems. There's stuff we can't really talk about in this episode. We might have say for a Patreon episode because just like I said in the Crystal Skull, like, last week, you can't complain about aliens if you're going to complain about certain aspects and if not going to complain the first aspects in the, the first trilogy. There's a big plot device in this movie, which I think is way more outlandish than aliens, um, which I don't know if people are criticizing that. But, yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I'm feeling about this. I'm interested yeah. to talk it out with you, Colin, here. I've been it's, waiting. <laughs> it, it, it's basically the same reaction I had. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. It's enjoyable. You know, I'll probably check it out again because it's Indiana Jones. But, uh, I mean, for things that they did better than King of the Crystal Skull, there's other things which they did infinitely worse. I mean, we won't go in. I, I tried to think about, do we need to talk about spoilers? And there's maybe like one brief thing that I would mention, just more so a theory that I would have is how you could have made the ending better. But 
while this movie is definitely more grounded, it's more Raiders wow. and Last Crusade, well, to a certain extent, <laughs> more Raiders and Last Crusade-like. For all the complaints that I have had all month about for Indiana Jones to be done right, there has to be subtlety on the mystery and the suspense and, and the, the, the supernatural element. And this movie has that up until a point. <laughs> I complained about Temple of Doom going a bit too far with Indiana Jones knowing how to wield magic and maybe ripping people's hearts out of their chest instead of leaving that a little bit ambiguous. I complained about the aliens, them just going too far and showing the aliens, not the idea of the aliens, but them going too too far. This movie reaches a point where it goes so yeah. balls to the walls yeah. and so cartoony where it's like, wow, you could have had a great movie if you just cut it but then it goes for like 20 minutes. So, I mean, this is a movie where I feel like people, probably almost all people enjoy this up until a point. But those who are going to have issues with it, if you had issues with King of the Crystal Skulls ending, you're really going to have issues with the ending. And, of this and, that, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I think that you cannot complain about aliens if you're not going to like, th this is so infinitely worse in terms of the yeah. OTT, oh my God, should that be in an Indiana Jones movie style? And again, that's my Patreon. I think the majority of what I'm reading out there, and, and I probably agree with it too, the first 20 minutes of this movie is amazing. The first 20 minutes of this movie is a like classic Indiana Jones movie. I'm a little bit iffy on the de-aging of Harrison Ford. It works mostly, but and there... Some shots and other shots not. Some shots not. And the biggest issue I have with it is, good on you, Harrison, for doing your own acting, but when you've got a young-looking Indian, he's going like, oh, Nazis, I want to go <laughs> through the train. Like... Can you not de-age your voice? Like, I mean, yeah. for God's sakes. Like, but I, I think like everything you get in that first 20 minutes is is pretty awesome. And I'm not saying I dislike, it's just I think to me, it's I mean, I know Harrison Ford likes playing Indiana Jones of all sort of the, the legacy sequels he's done. We know he hates Han Solo. I think he enjoys the Blade Runner guy from what I, I've seen. But as you've said, he loves Indiana Jones. But, like, he kind of just seems a bit like a grumpy old drunk in this movie, and I don't know if that's the point. Um, I think it's the point, yeah. But it's still, like, it just kind of seems like some of it, you know, we talked a bit in the Crystal Skull about what are they going to do about certain characters because what's going to happen with them because they're not coming back in this movie and sort of I can see what they do with it in a way, and I'm like, okay, that's sort of okay. But then it's just sort of like it's almost one of those hashtag not my indie you know, like it's like you joked about mm -hmm. like in 007, was it uh, Noah or you or both of you were sort of like, oh, get over it. Your wife's died. Like, move on. Like, <laughs> y you know, do we really want James Bond like 10 years later still moping over his wife? Oh, boo-hoo, Tracy's dead. Like, just get over it, Indy. Um, like, I, I, like, it's kind of like, as you were saying, like more grounded. And to me, they take it some points where they go too grounded. Like, it's almost like they're doing like a gritty Indiana Jones. Like, and I get it. But at the same time... That, to me, isn't the Indiana Jones character. So there was definitely parts of that that fell out of place. But then, again, there were some parts that worked. Like, I liked, for the most part, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Although, for a lot of it, she's also kind of unlikable. Like, the character, not her. She's great. Um, and it's also, like, do her and Indy even like each other? I mean, is that the point? Like, I don't know. Like, it's, it's so all over the place sometimes, the way you feel about this movie sometimes. Yeah, I mean... Some of the issues you brought up are some of the things I like about this movie on paper, but it's the execution that doesn't always work. Mm. Uh, to me, 
this movie just continues to get better and better and better up until that point where it goes way too crazy out of nowhere. Uh, like the opening sequence is fantastic. However, it runs way too long. Oh, and yeah. then the next section, which is in New York, I actually really like that we're catching up with Indy. He is obviously an older guy. He's on the verge of retirement. I have a lot of questions about his retirement because he basically teaches a class and says, all right, this will be on the test that I give you tomorrow. And then he has his retirement. Yeah, there's a, I like, think I think he's like, from what I read, he's fourth. There's a lot of plot holes in this movie. There's, there's a lot of things missing from this movie too. Yeah. But then the New York stuff runs on so long as he meets Phoebe Waller-Bridge or meets her again and everything. And you get the, the we're not Nazis, but we're kind of Nazis introduced in this. And then it's like 45 to 50 minutes into the movie before you actually really get into the plot. Mm. The first act is basically almost half the length of a regular Indiana Jones movie. And so all that stuff runs on too long. And then you get into the the Morocco stuff, which I thought, this is great. Like, this is classic Indiana Jones, the, the Grease stuff, fantastic. But again, every single scene in this movie just runs a little too long. And it's funny because I mentioned this to Jamie after the movie. She's like, yeah, I think that's the problem with it. Like, there, there isn't any point in this movie where it's like, oh, they should have just cut that scene entirely. It's like, there's just a lot of, uh, by a lot, I mean every single scene in this movie. You could have cut 30 seconds out of it and you would have been fine. You know, it's like, it's way too long-winded. And for these long movies, which are kind of just going overboard now where every movie mm -hmm. has to be two and a half hours, some of them are justified, you know, like No Time to Die, that yeah. movie needed to be close to three hours. John Wick Chapter 4 needed to be close to four hours. Um, four hours? The, Three hours. <laughs> you could have made it four hours. It would probably be better. Um, the Flash needed to be two and a half hours. This is an Indiana Jones movie. It is thin on the plot by design. All these movies are thin on the plot by design. So it's all padding in this movie. And, and it doesn't necessarily add a lot because you end up having it padded with the wrong things. I want to know a little bit more about what India is like as an older man. It's funny because like reading some interviews with James Mangold, it was sort of his insistence to work in this aged Indiana Jones who's kind of down on his luck and this isn't where he thought he would be and you know he's lost in this culture and like there's there's a couple moments where they give that to you and then the, the, the rest of it is just like no like just get to the point get back to the stuff that I'm kind of interested in it, it ditches the things that are sort of working for it to just stretch everything out way longer than it needs to be yeah it's a great point and I think then there's stuff that needs to be longer that doesn't get touched on um yeah I'm still trying to work out what the point... Antonio Banderas? <laughs> yeah. Shanette uh, Renee Wilson. What the hell is the point of her? And, like, I, I'm still confused over what her and the CIA... Like, why are they with Mads Mikkelsen? Oh. And then, like, all of a sudden, they're not? I'm like, this. Huh? Yeah, and see, that's something where if you're going to make this two-and-a-half-hour-long movie, you know, that was one of the first thoughts I had, too, is that we we complained in King of the Crystal Skull that you have the FBI and the Russians. Mm. Why didn't you make it a race between all of them? And you make the same mistake here in Dial of Destiny where you've got the CIA involvement. You've got these, we used to be Nazis, but we're not really Nazis. They're sort of working together. And then it's just, you drop the CIA part. Have it be like, you have people coming from all sides after this thing, you know? Yeah. And because like, even like with like, Mads Mikkelsen's great. I mean, he's the same in everything. He's, I mean, yeah. <laughs> like literally, this guy's played a Bond villain. He's played Hannibal. Um, he's played like a Marvel villain. Wasn't he a villain in a Harry Potter, like a Fantastic Beast movie? He's like literally trying to become Hitler in this movie. So, like, I mean, like yeah. it's it's like tick them all off, Mads. You you play an <laughs> evil man, bingo. But like again, it's sort of there's a a, a moment in this movie where it's like. How does anyone survive that? And apparently he's got no scratches on him, but that's that's uh, that's Rami Malik levels of no time to die of like, huh? Um, but then 
like he helped put people on the moon, but he's secretly a Nazi still. Like what? Like and see, that's something you can explore more too, because you're using the time period of 1969, how different things are. They've worked in this moon landing plot. And in reality, NASA was built on when World War II ended. They basically took all of German's top scientists and said, listen, you can either go to prison or you can come work from us. And that's how NASA was built. So teach us a little bit more about that. You know, like the, 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 you have these great ideas in here you don't explore. Yeah. And it's just, it's so many of those levels where it's like, it is very confusing. And I even just feel like, you know, with the Phoebe Waller-Bridge character, there's stuff there, but like with the Toby Jones character that kind of, I feel gets a bit lost. Um, and again, like the dynamic between Harrison Ford and her is fine. It, but like, there's just moments in which it's like, kind of like, do they like each other? I know that's part of it. Like it's meant to be that way, but she's a confusing character because I feel you do f- like you dislike her character for a lot of it. Then you all of a sudden you like her. And then the ending where she kind of has this moment and then it's sort of, that's a big spoiler thing we can't talk about, but did it, did, did it not fall flat to you? Like it didn't quite hit. Like it was like it was like a ah, oh, and then it ended, and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, uh, you're talking about just in terms just, of like just the, the en- Wallet Bridge character. Well, or no, just well, the whole you ending? add her into that part, but I guess just that part of it was just the ending in general. Like it was sort of, I thought it was going one way, then it didn't, and then when we got what we got, which we can't really talk about, and you're like ah, oh, and you're like oh, because then it just kind of ends. Yeah. Yeah, like the, the ending is very weird. You're like, okay, what what are they doing here? Yeah. Where are they going with this? Um, I actually really liked her character. Again, on paper, I feel like the execution was just, nothing's really off in this movie. Everything's just like, there's something slightly yeah. off about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, Except the, the that pro- wild, problem is, wild plot at the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but like the idea of her character, you're like, okay, I think I know who she is. Oh no, she's somebody completely different. Oh, do you trust her? Do you not? go a little bit harder on the whole do you trust or do you not like we want to talk about how king the crystal skull did certain things better ray winstone's character i feel like they kind of did a similar thing different than this but similar and Mm. they executed that better um but her performance like i was telling jamie i would rank her performance with what she has in this movie yeah up there with like the best of the indian like not at sean connery levels but if you're talking about who are like the best people to ever play off of harrison ford or the best you know supporting characters you got Sean Connery, you got short round and you got her. Like, she is so good in this movie that, like, I want to go out and watch Fleabag now. Because, I mean, the only other things I've seen her in are, like, supporting roles in other shows. But she is amazing in this movie for what she has. 100%. And I want to give props to this movie for, you know, because this is very much a legacy sequel where I was fearful when you see, like, she's the main thing. Like, they're going to Terminator this. They're going to Matrix it. Like, let's retcon mm-hmm. everything and make the woman the hero instead, you know, and just kind of, like, destroy the legacy of it. But... Like, this is very much a Wonder Woman, uh, you know, all these movies we have championed where it's not even, like, you don't, like, they don't make it like, oh, she's a woman, she's different, she's doing all these, like, mm. things that usually men do, so let's, like, play I'm just a girl, or let's have Finn going, huh? Like, they <laughs> just they just play it like it's just a character, and this is what we're used to. And that yeah. that is what was fantastic about this. None of this was played to oh this is a bit different because it's a female like it was it was fantastic although there and there was one plot around her though the fiance plot what was the oh, point yeah. of that Again, <laughs> you you want to talk about how this movie doesn't need to be two and a half hours they introduce stuff that just gets dropped for yep. no reason yep and and the uh there was another uh character in this movie well let, let's just say it so people don't get their hopes up 
So, well, the the kid I didn't mind. We'll, oh. we'll talk about him in a second. But Sala. Now, yeah. I see what you're doing with Sala in this movie. You're going against what you're doing. Something maybe this is a little bit more realistic. It's not just oh, let's let's do Last Crusade again. Let's have Sala there, even though there's no purpose for him to be there. But because of the promotion for this movie where he's in the trailer multiple times mm. and he's on the poster, mm. this is a cameo. Like this is less than four minutes screen time and the majority is in the trailer. Which Why build your hopes up for that? Which it amazes me, like is John Rhys-Davies just desperate for cash? Because we talked about <laughs> last week that he didn't want to appear in the wedding scene of Crystal Skull because he was like, yeah. oh, I don't want to do a cameo. I, I don't feel that's right for the character. Give me a purpose in the movie. I was watching I'll be this, his chauffeur. <laughs> I was watching this going, um, did you just run out of job? in the last like 15 <laughs> years john because you know you basically said what you didn't want to do in crystal skull yeah. um i mean like harrison ford gives his always having fun still like you know again you can tell like i mean he wasn't bad in the force awakens he was still good he never he never phones it in does harrison mm-hmm. but like i mean you know he seems to 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 enjoy this <laughs> you mentioned antonio Mentor. i don't even think i knew he was in this film Maybe. I did, but I always keep forgetting it. And then when he showed up on screen, I'm like, well, that's right. He was supposed to be in this movie. Well, when he showed up, I was like, is that Antonio Banderas? <laughs> and I'm going, no, no. They would have promoted this of Antonio Banderas. Then I heard him speak, and I'm just thinking of, I'm puss in boots. And I'm going like, it is Antonio Banderas. I'm like, there he is. Um, and is this the first time Toby Jones has ever played a good guy? I don't think I've ever no, seen I... Toby Jones play a good guy before. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, um. Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy, I think everybody was kind of bad in that by Gary Oldman. So yeah, maybe. I, um, the the way I think about Toby Jones, like this movie obviously starts with the pre-title scene, which is a 20-minute pre-title scene, but it starts with that, using the de-aging and all that. But then there's another scene in the middle of the movie where they do a flashback where I'm like, yeah, like I don't know how I feel, but there's like, yeah. I, I, I like that you're doing this, but Indiana Jones doesn't really do flashbacks in the middle of the movie. And, yeah. and so... It's one of those things where it's like, I would have been okay if you cut this scene from the movie, give us maybe a slightly more tolerable running time, even though what they're doing is like, oh, that's interesting. But this would be interesting for a director. I feel like we're watching the director's cut that comes out three years later just for the fans and not the theatrical cut. It is it is a bit jarring, isn't it? We talked about that back in Force Awakens. And then I think we talked a bit about that in No Time to Die. Like you, you kind of got a formula that you fit with these franchises that all of a sudden, you know, I know technically Star Wars kind of had flashbacks, you know, or dream sequences like in the prequels and you kind of had that sort of Luke flash, you know, this is what can happen style of thing when he's going on Dagobah. And then like with No Time to Die, like the pre-title sequence being a flashback, like it was a bit like, oh, okay, Bond flashback. But yeah, I was thinking that too, like this is a bit odd. And I tell you what, like there was one bit, there was a plane sequence and they didn't do the map. And I'm going, yeah. this is Casino Royale, level, Royale levels of bullshit. You are not, this is gun barrel removing. <laughs> Don't you take my red map line. I was like, they were on a plane and that was a flashback. I'm like, you are not getting rid of my map and lines <laughs> for fucking a, a flashback. And spoiler alert, there is a scene. Well, there's only like two scenes with a map, but I'm like, Don't you yeah. take my map but you away. Know, you know what? Do you know what was missing in those two? And it's one of the things that's missing from Law of this movie is the actual Indiana Jones theme. Mm. It's so rarely used in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for the most part, I mean, John Williams has really not produced a lot of good stuff. The Star Wars sequels, I mean, Force Awakens had a decent decent score. And Kylo Last Ren's Jedi theme, was, which is the most memorable one, isn't it? Yeah, and then, then like by Rise of Skywalker, it's like there's nothing memorable with Rise mm. of Skywalker score. This is better than the Star Wars sequels. Mm. But John Williams... 
I don't know why for the la- what we know is going to be the last Indiana Jones movie, you're not using it. And even when it does play, it's sort of like an afterthought, you know? Uh, th- th- when you have the map thing, you just hear like, dun, 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 very quietly. Mm. Although a-, a couple of cool things he did, and then one thing which is like, wow, this is like ultimate level of laziness. He actually worked in some music cues from Last Crusade during that um, sequence in Germany. You're hearing part of the tank chase music, mm. and then you hear some of the the boat chase from Venice music when they're in, uh, I think you know in Italy in this one. But there's one point in the movie when they're they're breaking out. Of, I don't know what's a casino nightclub or whatever, where the music is playing, and I'm like, that's the theme from Tintin, like, <laughs> which Tintin is basically Indiana Jones, right? John Williams did that. Steven Spielberg did that, but and then it keeps playing. I'm like. He's literally used the theme from Tintin, note from note, in Indiana Jones movie. I'm like, were you really like so out of ideas? You, you've reached this point where you're 90 something years old. You scored all these movies. You know, Indiana Jones might be your final score ever. You're like, oh, I just need like 30 more seconds of music. <laughs> I got nothing. Put in the Tintin theme. <laughs> I, uh, when, when you were saying the Venice music, I'm thinking of uh, Moonraker. Dun, 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 dun. I'm like, I didn't hear that. Uh, the, the close encounters. Do, 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 do. <laughs> I like, but like, did you honestly think of Tomb Raider until I brought it up, or did that just click when I brought that up? It went as soon as you brought it up. I'm like, oh, that's right, that was the plot of the movie. And then when you 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 even remember the trailers, like the whole, it's similar to the dial in this. Like, I I actually found that I I wasn't as down on this whole. We're just going to invent an archaeological device that that has you know no myth about it. We're just going to create our own plot and all that. I thought for the most part they handled that pretty well, but uh, Jamie actually. One of her complaints about this movie was she said everything was just a little bit flat. She's like, it's not bad, but it's just a little bit flat. And she was saying in particular, there's not a lot of like struggles that the characters have. And I think she's completely right on that because you basically go from one sequence to the next. Oh, we found this map that's going to lead us here. They get there. They find it. Somebody takes it. They're like, oh, I know how we're going to intercept it. If you remember Raiders, Raiders is like everything they do is a struggle. Oh, we got to get into the Well of Souls, but there's Nazis everywhere. How are we going to get in? Oh, we got all these snakes. How are we going to deal with the snakes? Here it's like, all right, we got this. Now on to the next checkpoint. Nothing seems to be a challenge for any of the characters in this. And I think that's something, especially if you're, you you were to add in the CIA as well and you have all these parties searching for Because even King of the Crystal Skull, everything they're doing is hard. Mm. You know, and here it's like, oh, oh, this, is, this translates to this. All right, this is where we're going. Next checkpoint. <laughs> there were things that um, like... I, I don't know how James Man, Mangold, like, because I, I was reading a lot of the backstory of this about how this was meant to be a Steven Spielberg film, but he mm-hmm. obviously pulled out of it. But um, I I find it interesting how we talked about last week, Steven Spielberg just found out the Nazis, they were evil. Yeah. Um, like, <laughs> we can't have Nazis. This movie, Nazis. Um, <laughs> and then how you were, like, sort of saying a little bit of how you didn't really like that, let's shove the 50s in your face. Here's Elvis, oh, here's yeah. whatever, which I wasn't, you know, I was fine with. But like this one, like I wanted more sixties. Like I mean, it was kind of like yeah. I, I like that element of like huh, sixty nine. But um, we're, but wake even, up and magical mystery tours being blasted by hippies. You just, you just know? have like Forrest Gump. I like to dream. Yeah. Down, 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 down. Like Austin Powers when he goes back in time on a magic yeah. carpet ride. Yeah. Um, but I like even some of that was a little bit confusing because there's a part where like um, like well, what grumpy old man like. Indiana Jones, shut down the music. I'm trying to sleep. Um, and it's like, it's moon day or whatever it is. So I thought like this yeah. was the day they were landing on the moon, not like the welcome yeah. home parade, which is a nice, this isn't a spoiler, but like when he's like going through the parade, is he on, is he on the horse or the bike? And he the looks horse. and he sees the astronauts and he kind of just looks at them. 
And he sees like Michael Collins, Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin. And they just kind of like share a look with each other, which I thought was kind of funny. I'm like, yeah, I'm with you. That was like really cool. That was all filmed in Glasgow, apparently. Apparently because Glasgow had a feel of old school New York to it. So they uh, they filmed it downtown there. Apparently also, this is like the third or fourth most expensive movie ever made. Yeah. Did you know that? Well, let, let's. This movie's already being called a bomb, and like in all honesty, the box so office. Flash, apparently. Is the, well, but that's 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 kind of what my argument is going to be. This is this is a random want to save a Patreon. I'm going to say it now. A maximum amount of people listening, you know, not just the people who pay. This is this is this is for you freebies out there, okay? Cheap bastards. Um, not every movie can be a bomb. At some point, you have to accept that box office is down and it's not going to recover the way it was pre-pandemic. We get these movies like Top Gun Maverick or Super Mario Brothers that make a billion dollars. And then people ignore that every other movie, the box office is down. So far this summer, the following movies have been labeled a box office bomb. The Little Mermaid, Transformers, (laughs) The Flash, Indiana Jones. Every single movie is being labeled a bomb. Maybe you could just say they're not bombing. They're all performing at what regular level is right now. Because if you look at Transformers, I mean, that movie's being called a bomb. The box office is like 20% higher then even the last Michael Bay movie, and it's like fifty or to sixty percent higher than the last Transformers movie. How is that a bomb? You know, you can't you can't make nowadays. You can't make a hundred million dollars on an opening every week. Well, you know what's going to save the box office again this summer? Tom Cruise, because what's Tom yes. been up to in the last week? <laughs> Colin, you've been watching Indiana Jones and Barbie and Oppenheimer. He's, he's standing at his local cinema down the road with Larry, the manager, holding <laughs> tickets, going, "Hi, I'm Tom Cruise. Go down to your local cinema and see Barbie. Go see uh, Indiana Jones. Go see Oppenheimer." Like he literally just his picture of him, old Tom Cruise in his civvies, just with his local theater manager. It's hilarious, and I just like send it to Colin because I'm literally hearing in my voice, "Hi, I'm Tom Cruise," and he basically says in his post, "Hi, everyone." You should get down and support your local cinema. Which is funny because wasn't he complaining that Top Gun was being released too close to Indiana Jones? Well, Op- like, no, oh, it was like it's Oppenheimer, yeah. Because Oppenheimer, they're going to have limited I, IMAX. I, I I remember when it made the news like a couple of years ago, but I don't think I ever listened to the full round. I finally listened to him like yelling at the staff because of COVID. Did you ever listen to yeah. that whole thing? It was very Christian Bale-esque, wasn't it? But it's like Tom Cruise, full tilt car, like... I'm not letting this thing get fucking shut down. You go home and stop cancers. You're all fired if you do it again. It's like, Jesus Christ. I remember when Christian Bale like, went off on Terminator Salvation. Stop walking in my fucking shot. Um, but we still love you, Tom Cruise. Um, hi, I'm Tom Cruise. And uh, go along that way. I don't honestly really know what else I really have to add. I feel like I like rant and rave. But like, I'm literally watching this movie going, this is Tomb Raider. Because, again, like... If you know the plot of the first Angelina Jolie Tomb Raider, maybe this will be a spoiler, but I'm not going to say specifically what it is. But the plot of Lara Croft Tomb Raider is they need to find two halves of something Mm -hmm. to come together to do something with it because Lara Croft wants to change the course of something to do something, which Indiana Jones mentions that if he had the power to do that, he would do something, which I was getting a bit excited I was singing something in this movie in my head, going looking around like but um, but yeah, it is literally the plot. And when they actually mention Pandora, like, come on, <laughs> Angelina Jolie about to walk in time to save the world again? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> but I I just thought that was funny. Now that basically the Indiana Jones movies, which when Lara Croft Tomb Raider and the Mummy came out, 
oh, these are like in the style of Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. It's very meta. It's very much like no uh, Spectre oh. basically being Austin Powers' gold member. So it's, yeah. it's the movies have become full circle. Is there anything it, glaring that I'm missing here, Colin, to talk about? Um, well, I do want to talk about the kid, but first I'll just say that, oh, uh, sure. I'll, if people want to sign up to Patreon, I'll have a rant on our next episode about how the ending of this movie could have been done exactly in style of the original movies, been much better and actually helped make this movie closer to the two-hour mark. Uh, but, uh, I mean, mo- the, the biggest issue I have with this movie is the last 20 minutes. But even still, it's like it's not something where I'm mad. I think that's something with the Indiana Jones series. Is that I don't really get mad when something's bad. Like, Temple of Doom, I have a lot of issues with that. King of Crystal Skull, I have issues with that. But, like, they're still enjoyable because these movies are just made for cheap entertainment. So, yeah. But all, all they know aside, what they the are. Kid, yeah. But, I mean, the kid, like, I didn't mind him in this movie. Like, he's not short round. Uh, they're kind of playing on that. It's yeah. funny because he's introduced and Jamie's like, oh, this is kind of like short round because he's introduced like in the exact same way. And he's like the sidekick of Phoebe Waller-Bridge as yeah. opposed to Indy. And then at the end of the movie, she was complaining about the kid saying it's like, oh, this kid is nothing like short round. I'm like, hold on, Jamie. I'm like, you're the one who said he's just like short <laughs> round. I'm like, he's introduced in the same way. Phoebe Waller-Bridge even says, oh, I picked him up trying to steal my purse the exact same way in the backstory of short round. He's just, he's lacking that humor. And I think a lot of this movie... I, I feel like James Mangold was too afraid to go hard on the humor because of King of Crystal Skull. And it's almost like he forgot Last Crusade was funnier than any of these movies. You know, you do need some comedy. So it could have benefited from the comedy. But to me, the kid was all right. Phoebe Waller-Bridge was fantastic. Antonio Banderas, what little we had of him was great. You know, Mads Mikkelsen, it, he's being Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah. Uh, the henchmen, I thought, were probably the strongest group of henchmen that we've had in any of these movies. Yeah, okay. uh, And they used some real locations, which was nice. Because I think that was one of the things that was really missing from King of Crystal Skull is that that backlot look of King of Crystal Skull didn't work. Um, biggest disappointment, though, is actually something that I feel like they did really well, but it was too brief, is the the scary creature, the, the creepy crawler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say they that. They did it. They, they basically did two separate ones in this movie, which are yeah. both only like 30 seconds long. Yeah. One of them is just a nod to the the one of the original movies, like almost the exact same thing. But the other one, the one that happens underwater, I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like, I like this. But then they just end it. Like, come on. Another one of these things. Give us more of that. Yeah. And I think like, because I mean, if this is a spoiler, then shoot us. But like, there was no snakes in this movie because this underwater bit was kind of like a, they kind of look like this. Yeah. And like. But, like, I feel like it feels weird to complain that there was no snakes in an Indiana Jones movie. It's like, yeah. come on. Like, that's what you want, right? Like, it's kind of like you get to a point, like, with a Terminator movie where you always want to hear them say, like, come with me if you want to live. Like, you know, just yeah. every movie's got to have, like, a tick off the trope. Like, how pissed off were we in The Last Jedi when we didn't get a, I've got a bad feeling about this. We got a beep 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 like, from freaking whatever his face is, BB-8. And you're like, fuck off. Like, stop being so, you know, whatever. Um... Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do with this. I'm not bidding it. Like, I just, I think to me, it's one of these legacy sequels that it just didn't, like, if this never happened, we wouldn't be sad, if you know what I mean. Like, it's, Uh, it's like, I feel the only one of these that has ever really come out of it and you've gone, yeah, okay, was Top Gun Maverick. Like, that's just the be all and end all. I, I can't really think of something super amazing off the top of my head that I've absolutely gone like, wow, I'm so glad we got that. Um, I mean, this isn't Dominion. It's not Matrix. It's not Independence Day. Like, it's not on that level of like, okay, we really didn't need that. It's not the Star Wars sequels. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like, 
I think I, 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 I prefer Crystal Skull. I'm sorry. I'm that person. <laughs> uh, I, you're, you're not the only person saying that. I mean, if we look at the Rotten Tomato score, in fact, I, I've seen several people even posting over this past week, you know, reactions to this. And they're almost all saying, like the way that the, the sequel, the Star Wars sequels gave you a new appreciation. Be like, hey, King Crystal Skull wasn't so bad. And it's not even that people are like hating on this movie. They're yeah. just saying, hey, this movie is pretty average. It's like, but in all honesty, I think King of Crystal Skull was probably better than we've given it credit for. And this movie is maybe slightly worse than we expected. I think, like, to me, I'm either going to be high renting or low buying this. So I, I'm still be swayed. But it's, it's, I think Crystal Skull is just a bit more fun and because it's shorter and it just. More coherent. Moco, more, and that's not, a, and we were complaining that some of it's not, but like it just, to me, like, all, because I think one thing that seems to be missing, like, and like, because I don't really like some of those, like, woe is me, I'm old and I'm sad. Like, even with the, all the old old jokes in Crystal Skull, they're still just having fun. They're still just bantering off. And mm. we said how well they're working with each other, like Shia LaBeouf and, you know, Karen, uh, Karen Allen and, and everyone, the way they're just kind of working off each other. Kate Blanchett, they're just, it's just like the gang. They're having a bit of fun. Like, yeah, it's a bit silly. Yeah, it's cgi and all that sort of stuff. This one is just kind of like, you know, grumpy old drunken indie and hanging out with the goddaughter every now and then. Antonio the guy from Pussy Boots shows up. There's a kid with a monobrow in it every now and then. Um, like, and I like, yeah, Madsy's going to Mickelson. That's what he's going to do. Mads is going to Mickelson. Mads is going to Mickelson. <laughs> Mads got a Mickelson. <laughs> but like, and I love the guy, but like, he's also like, all the other villains in this franchise at least have a bit of fun. They've got a bit of like pizzazz. They're a bit like, yeah. a, you know, they've got some charisma to the Bondian, you know, whereas He's Mads, very mopey. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, and like, and also criticism, you talk about the bugs, no like head explosion or no eyes yeah. bursting or no melting. Like it was a standard way to happen and i'm just like oh yeah. come on we need that outlandish over the top death but that's anyway. where my 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 idea on the ending uh stay tuned for patreon um yeah i mean i it's it's my i told jamie and i stand by it's to me this is the last of the indiana jones movies like not just last made but if i'm ranking these i'm ranking this fifth yay crystal um, skull not last yay <laughs> and i i think that that's going to be the common consensus too is uh because this movie has a lot going for it, but it just it doesn't quite hit the mark on everything. And I I really would love to do what I do with a lot of movies, which is just re-edit this myself and see if I can make this slightly better at a short shorter length and change a couple things here and there. Cause I think there's a lot of interesting stuff here they just didn't quite know what to do with. Um, but I'm I'm still happy that they made it. Like you were saying about we didn't really need this movie. I think only because I personally want to see the end of Indiana Jones. King of the Crystal Skull, it's left where it's like, oh, you know, there'll be another adventure. I this one, that you, ending. But to me, I kind of, you know, because this is like a character that I've loved. I mean, even just this past week, since we finished the movies, you know, I, I finished watching all the young Indiana Jones. I'm reading two of the Indiana Jones novels at the moment. I, I've read two of the graphic novels, you know, like I, I, I love this character and I love exploring all the different things, whether it's Harrison Ford or not. I kind of like that, like we have this end point for the character, and and in all fairness, this movie doesn't even necessarily end. We're not even saying this movie ends where it's like, oh, there will definitely never be another one. But to me, this feels like it's it's a more fitting. This is my last adventure, and whether wh however this movie turned out, I'm glad we at least kind of have that. I don't know if I agree because I think it's it's on the same vein of a Crystal Skull ending that like 
I don't. I, I never buy it when they say it's the last one. Even when Harrison Ford says his character dies with me, I'm sorry. I don't believe it. I do not believe it. You know, I, I, I like. I stand by the fact that when Robert Zemeckis dies, they'll somehow and find to make some new Back to the Future, which I will be very mm. angry about that because I think Back to the Future is the one IP that has never been touched. People always talk about a fourth one, which I'm adamantly against them ever doing another yeah. Back to the Future because that's leave it how it is. That's fine. But I, I, I reckon when Zemeckis dies, they'll do something with it. I just, I've just got a feeling they will. His but, kids will need a paycheck. <laughs> but like, no, I think like, I mean, I think we all agree this could have easily ended with Last Crusade and it would have been completely fine. Um, yeah. but like, I don't know. I still think I prefer Crystal Skull better. You know, this kind of, I just thought about this kind of reminds me of, but I like this better because this, the ending didn't make me as angry is Toy Story 4. It's like, uh, yeah, for the most part, Toy Story 4 was fine. And I was like, okay, this is going okay. Like, yeah, okay. There's some issues, but you know, this is decent. And then the an- ending just made me fucking furious. Whereas the mm. ending of this is like outlandish and like, well, okay. They, they went in a very odd direction and it kind of is anticlimactic but i didn't walk out the cinema angry like i did at toy story 4 so maybe that's the closest i can maybe compare it and i'm looking here i rented toy story 4 i haven't watched it since i saw the movies and i don't know if i ever want to again but um i'm gonna high rent it high rent it sorry indy it's the first one that i'm not gonna buy but it's a, it's a high rent and honestly it's a movie that i'm probably not gonna rush out to rewatch again um like you know i, I i'll get it when it comes out on blu-ray or whatever or digital and that sort of stuff just to add it to the collection but um mm-hmm. i just i don't feel i'll ever you know unless we revisit it at some point in the future or it's just like hey cool i'm gonna watch all the indiana jones movies i just yeah yeah i mean there's certain franchises that i love enough that i I'm, i will go see this movie again and and i enjoyed enough about it that i'm excited to see it again although it's it, to me this is kind of like the star wars sequels it's like i'll see it again I kind of know that that it was never going to be exactly what you know the original trilogy was, uh, but it's still worth it for me to see this again and buy it. But I can't, as a rating, buy this movie because oh. there are issues with it. Um, so while I personally will be buying this movie and seeing it again, uh, to me this is a rent, and I, I think it's fair to say that. it's a rent. It's it's not bin worthy, but it's definitely not buy worthy. I mean, I wouldn't tell people. I would tell people go rush out and see the flash you know, just try to ignore what the haters are saying just to hate the movie. Yeah. Go see that movie. It's worth it. Transformers. I would say, go see that movie. It's worth it. This is like, it's all right. You know, it, it, it's worth, it's worth it. If you can get a discount ticket on Tuesday or something. Oz Network, it is basically, it's funny. Exactly. You, you mentioned about Transformers. I had a friend who went and saw it tonight and she messaged me said it was the worst movie she's ever seen. Um, so <laughs> it's definitely, it's not even the worst trans. It's not even the bottom half of the transformers movies. You're, that's the wrong franchise to say it's the worst. Stuff. I've still only ever, I've still only ever seen one of them. Yeah. I get what you mean though. Like I, I think it just all comes back to when we started this month. Like I love Indiana Jones, but it's just never been that franchise. I think that like I loved as a kid and I just kind of forgot about. Whereas like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm with you. Like no matter what the star Wars movie, I will go say, I'm, I mean, even if they re-release the last Jedi tomorrow, I, Probably would go see it again just because it's the Star Wars film, right? Like it's just I saw every single one of the sequel trilogies, I think three times, at least twice, three times. Um, I saw Jurassic World Dominion again. You know, like it's 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 what I would do. It's because it's just that level of fandom I will have for certain films. If I hated No Time to Die, I mean, I saw what did I see that four or five times, four times. It was the most yeah. I'd ever seen a movie at the cinemas. So. Um, yeah, what's your record? 29 for Phantom Menace or whatever the fuck it was? Yeah, 26. 26. Um, but there you go. Um, but yeah, 
go see it. I mean, it's Indiana Jones. It's, it's, Indiana Jones is a movie you see on the big screen. Like, it's just... Yeah, exactly. You know, you have And that. you know, I saw this uh, on IMAX, and I mean, well, I don't think this is a movie you have to see on IMAX. They, they did play a trailer, which if you didn't see an IMAX, you would know because apparently it's exclusive. It, it's this movie um, uh, from the same guy made Rogue One. Oh. I thought like John David Washington, Denny yeah. Zelson. Yeah. Did you get that trailer? I got it. It was like a space sort of future movie yeah. that I'd never it, heard like, of. It looked really cool. It's like kind of like a Terminator type plot. Yeah. different. I'm like, well, this movie, I want to see this one. Yeah. I'd never heard of it before. And like, no, I saw yeah. that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I definitely, Creator. Didn't see, definitely didn't see it in an IMAX, but um, from, I saw that trailer. I'm going, what's this movie? Like I thought, I thought it was June for a moment. Like, oh, it's probably June too. Like I don't know what June is. Yeah. I've never seen it. <laughs> But then I was like, watching, oh, this kind of looks like really cool. So, mm-hmm. um, but speaking of really cool, we're in kind of a nice little stretch right now, movies, because in two, like, I think, like, obviously we'll talk about what we've got in two weeks' time. But even then, there's a string of movies which I think at least one of us are going to see, which I think we'll do. So, obviously, we'll tease Mission Impossible, because that's your little baby. You're wearing a Mission Impossible yeah. t shirt as we speak. Obviously, I mean, I, I enjoyed it when we covered them a few years ago, but it's never sort of been that franchise that, like, you know, I, I fell in love with. I love Tom Cruise, but I'll go see it. You're going to put together our best of clips from our Mission Impossible recaps a couple of years ago. But yeah. are you, was, is this the one you're most excited for this summer? For oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, easily. And um, how are you feeling? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm wearing my T-shirt. <laughs> I'm ready for <laughs> He's it. He's erect, ladies I, and gentlemen. Even, every time the trailer comes on, I'm just like, I think I he might comes. cry. <laughs> I do. I've actually already got tickets for the first showing. And I, I booked the week off. I didn't book it off just for this, but I have that week off on vacation. To see it every so, I mean, day. I, I, if it's like Top Gun Maverick, I just might. How many <laughs> times do you see Top my, Gun Maverick? Uh, seven. And how many times are you planning to see this? Uh, I mean, I've got seven days off that week. Uh, four, <laughs> 18. Maybe seven. <laughs> Twice a day. Uh, yeah, I mean, that that's going to be huge. Uh, and I've already told one of my nephews, hey, if you want to go see this, I'll go see it a second time. The I haven't good seen one. it the first time yet. Uh, the good. Well, he, he he also did not like uh, Transformers. Okay. Uh, but he thought this movie was okay. So I guess he is the smart one. He thought it was just okay. He messaged <laughs> me the other day talking to me about Batman, the new uh, Superman. Sorry, the new Superman. Oh yeah. Um. So it, I, this is a different nephew. I'm, that nephew will probably see. No, it I him, don't know. You've got a fucking. Oh my nephew, all the I've same. got too many nephews. They're all white <laughs> men. They all look the same. Um. <laughs> But uh, obviously, that's the big one coming out and say, get excited for our Mission Impossible little recap one there. But after that, so I, I'm i very keen for Barbie. I don't know why, but it just looks... <laughs> Me too. It just looks so fun. I just want to see Barbie. I'll probably see Oppenheimer, maybe. Uh, but the, the one that actually, like, I don't know how I feel about it is Gran Turismo. Like, it looks... I'm excited. Like, I, I, I know the story it's based off mildly because it's sort of you know, in Formula One circles around gaming and everything like that. Um, but, it, I mean, it does look very... Like, racing movies are so, like, usually miss. And obviously, you know, James Mangold, Ford v Ferrari, you know, we talked about that a few years ago. Um, I'm more excited for Enzo Ferrari coming out later this year, obviously. Um, and we, there's obviously a Brad Pitt Formula One movie being produced at the moment. John Boyega was meant to be doing a Formula One movie. I don't know if that just died a slow death. But, um... Yeah, I just, I'm so, I'll probably see it, but it the, it just looks so very cliche. That's all you can yeah, say. Yeah, I mean, the, the the guy who's directing it is the, the guy who did District 9 and Elysium. Mm. Um, I mean, he, he's he all done sci-fi movies up until this point, but he's an incredible director. 
I agree with you. It looks cliche, but I mean, that's kind of the whole, I mean, I, I would group racing movies in with sports films, yeah. right? Like to me, it looks like it's a sports film. I don't know how close it's going to be to a real story. Um, who is it that plays the dad in that movie? Uh, the, Orlando. Um, oh. Jaiman Huntsu. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cause Orlando Bloom in Hunsu, it. And what's Orlando his... Bloom, David Harbour. David Harbour. Thank you. I always forget his name. Um, yeah, so some decent actors, and it's got a good trailer. I'll give it that. It's so funny. So like, you know, before every Formula One race, they'll have like the grid, and that's where the celebrities. Like I've showed you stuff before, like Tom Cruise has been on the grid and all that kind of stuff before. I've showed you the Daniel Craig clip, but the one of the ones Orlando Bloom was on the grid recently, and the guy who doesn't Martin Brundle's like, Orlando, you're here on the grid. You know what's going on? He's like, I'm here promoting my new movie Gran Turismo. It's about this and blah 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 blah. He just goes on this like ramble. And Martin, uh, Martin Brown is kind of like, well, thanks very much for advertising, but what are you actually doing here? Like, are you, do you like Formula One? Like, you know, I'm sure you're going to get paid extra now that you've done that plug live on TV, but like, what are you doing here? Let me call the producer and ask, what am I doing here? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, plenty to, plenty to keep you occupied. We've obviously also got our anniversary month starting next month. We're starting with American Graffiti. Uh, then we're doing Mrs. Doubtfire, Truman Show and Rush. So speaking of racing movies, we had to talk about that in a few weeks. Nip Tuck. 20th anniversary uh, episode uh, coming in a few weeks as well, and 24 dropping every and, Monday. And uh, Amazing Race Canada. Oh, how amazing. I didn't even know that was Rock, on, but Rocky and Jared. And we're going to, I think it's the first time in like three seasons we're actually going to bother to cover it. Oh, cool. Well, we got an email during the week. Thanks for our email. Yeah, uh, whoever's uh, listening to Total Drama coverage. requesting Total Drama Island return. So, Which is funny because we did record a couple of those episodes years ago, um, and I thought we only recorded one. But Rossi's like, "Oh, I've got Rocky. four still on my computer." Rocky, yeah, I got four still on my computer. So we're we're making plans to maybe start recording those again in the fall. So by the end of the year, we might have total drama back for the first time in a couple of years. And I'm sure we're going to get a Patreon soon. Your money worth <laughs> will be coming. Our promised monthly episodes are clearly working, um, but <laughs> it will happen eventually um go see it do all the stuff and my name is ben and sand gets everywhere in the cracks spanish galleon uh and my name is colin and now i'll copy ben thanks for downloading this episode of the oz network Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast by Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at the oznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time.
Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. (laughs)